Hello, hello, guys. It's your girl, Keisha. Thanks for tuning in again to my podcast, Lakeisha Blackley, RDH. I want to talk to you guys today about flossing. Flossing is probably by far the one thing that I'll say 80 to 85% of my patients tell me that they don't either they don't do it at all or they don't like to do it or they just don't even think that it's necessary. The reason why I am bringing it up today is I had a patient that stood out to me particularly particularly because he's a personal trainer. So when he revealed that to me, I'm like, okay, you know, personal trainer, he's, that's, that's a healthcare professional to some degree. You know, they work with their trainees and they um, do different exercises to strengthen muscles, train the muscles to do different things to help the, the person to be in better shape. And by being in better shape, you know, it, it affects it it helps them to be healthy overall. It strengthens the heart and all those different things. So, you know, he's he's a healthcare professional in my in my book. So he gets it. So I'm expecting that when I do my exam and I look in his mouth, I'm expecting, you know, that for everything to be for everything to be in tip top shape, basically, because I'm thinking, okay, he gets it. He's in healthcare. He's doing something that relates to the body, so he understands. However, I begin to do my exam, and immediately I see that is not the case. So that's why I wanted to talk to you guys today, because even people in health related fields. I have a lot of nurse patients. I have a lot of doctors. I have a lot of different other healthcare professionals who for some reason they don't seem to really get or understand how important it is to take care of your mouth. How important it is to floss. Flossing helps to remove and dislodge the bacterial film called plaque that develops on the teeth and you know it's it's in between the teeth as well so you can brush you can rinse you can do all that but you need an additional aid to get in between the teeth and underneath of the gum line where that plaque also develops so what I realize is that there's this huge disconnect that people just think that flossing is just some extra curricular thing that oh I don't need to do that or you know I have spaces between my teeth I don't need to floss but yet and still your toothbrush bristles can only get to a certain point and you still need to do something to dislodge that plaque and that bacteria that builds up underneath of the gum line so as I begin to tell him about the signs and just to give you you know a brief synopsis some of the signs of gingivitis which gingivitis is one of the two types of gum disease gingivitis is the most common of the two types and actually there are roughly 50 percent of u.s americans walking around right now with moderate to severe perio and when you increase the age to about 65 percent that i'm sorry not 65 percent to age 65 that percentage goes up to 70 percent of people walking around with active, moderate to severe periodontal disease. 
And that is somewhere between, I don't know, 65 and 68 million people. I know it's, it's not quite 70, but it's not in the low 60s either. So I know it's like 65 to 68 million people. 47% to 70% of Americans is like 65 to 68 million people. That's a lot of people with active gum disease that is not being treated. The reason why it's so important and the reason why when you go see your dental hygienist or you see your dentist and they tell you, you have gingivitis, you need to floss. The reason why is because that bacteria is not isolated to your mouth. Any and everything happening in your mouth can contribute to things going on in the rest of your body. Gum disease is linked to heart disease. It's linked to type 2 diabetes. It's linked to adverse pregnancy outcomes like preterm delivery, low-term birth weight. And there's also a fairly recent study done at the University of Chicago on gum disease. And the results of that study found that there's that long-term exposure to gum disease causes inflammation and degeneration of brain neurons, which is similar to the effects of Alzheimer's disease. So there are a lot of links between that bacteria that causes gum disease and things that happen with the rest of the body. So it is not something to shrug under the rug. It's not something to say, oh, well, it's no big deal. It's a very big deal. Your mouth is the window to the rest of your body. If your mouth is not healthy, it can cause issues with other organs, other systems, other functions of your body. So again, with that particular patient, that just really stood out to me because he's actually in a field that is healthcare related. You know, it's health related. And the fact that he doesn't get it, you know, it just really, really reiterated to me that if he doesn't get it and he's in, you know, like I said, a health related field, then the average person doesn't quite understand it either. So I really just wanted to take just a couple minutes to highlight that and, and just hopefully get you guys to see that flossing is very important. Even if it's not floss, there are other interdental aids that you can use besides floss. But the idea is to get something in between your teeth to disrupt that bacterial process that causes gum disease. As far as things that can happen in your mouth, if it progresses, yes, you can eventually lose your teeth over time the longer that you know, the disease is untreated. So yeah, that's the biggest oral issue is you can end up losing your teeth. But the thing for me that I stress to patients is it's not just about your teeth. It's about how that bacteria affects the rest of your body. That's what's important to me. And that's what I want to drive home for people to understand that it's not just about your mouth, that any infection, any disease, any bacteria that's in your mouth does not stay in your mouth. It travels through the rest of the body and it can affect other things. So I hope that you guys get a little something from this. I definitely will touch on flossing and a little bit more in detail. And I'll definitely touch on the different oral diseases and 
exactly what they are and specifics at a later point. But I just was thinking about that patient and I said, I need to talk to them. I need, I need people to, to see, I need people to hear. I need people to understand the urgency of oral disease. The term disease is alarming. It should be alarming. But for some reason, when it's tied to something in the mouth, people dismiss it. Don't dismiss it. It is very important and it's imperative to your overall health. So on that note, I will sign off and I will talk to you guys later. Bye.